Hello fellow nerds and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. If you are tuning in for the first time, we are a book club for people who like to read comic books. Every week we will take a story arc or a volume, we will all read along together and then we gather together via these live streams to share our thoughts, views and reviews about the book. That's what we do. Um, I am joined by some people today, but before we get to introductions, let me tell you what we're reading. You know what it is if you were watching last week. We are reading The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Volume 1, which was published by Archie Comics in 2016. I think this collects issues 1 to 5 of the 8-issue series, which we will get to that later, because that did confuse me, everybody. Um, so, the people I am joined by here with people phil from phil's nerdyverse on youtube hey shane. Watches <laughs> shane from dawn of comics on youtube praise satan and scott from scott shelf on youtube hello <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say what the hell? you took all the good lines <laughs> yeah pray pray satan how do you follow that man you know that's a that's a good one some demonic chant right we do have one more person joining us uh today as well and again if you were watching last week uh it was uh, uh everyone uh it was their turn to pick and of course beth uh won the selection she chose for us to read sabrina and she has kindly agreed to come and join us today hello hello Hi. beth how are hello. you you good i'm good thanks how are you yeah, we're all good. We're all good. I think everyone's awake and ready for this. Yes. yes. Yeah, we're ready. Right then, let's meet the herd. Let's see who is joining us for episode 23. We have uh, Tom from This Month in Movies. Good evening, all. I hope you are all well. Let the nerding begin. We've got uh, TB Collects. We've got Tyler in here as well. What's up, everyone? Driving home to watch the show now. Uh, drive, drive safe, mate. No, <laughs> no commenting and driving. Uh, we got Amy joining us. Hello, hello, everyone. We have Liam in here as well. Howdy, folks. Uh, just scrolling on down here. Make sure I don't miss anyone out. I, I really feel bad when I miss people out. We got Comic Bound. Hey, guys. How you doing, mm -hmm. Comic Bound? Hope you well, mate. And we've got Comics Issues joining us as well. Howdy to you. Welcome. Saying hey, guys. You missed the Murray. Oh, I've missed the Murray. Well done, Scott. Thank you. Hey, all. And special guest, Beth, the Murray 200. Thanks for joining us, Murray. There we go. I think. Is that everyone, Scott? You're double checking Darryl me here. I've missed Daryl. Where's Daryl? Ah, uh, there we go. Daryl sneaks in. Hi, guys. Hi, How are you doing, Daryl? There we go then. Right. That's everyone that I can see so far joining us. So, Beth, seeing as you chose this, we're going to need a synopsis as we always start the, the show with the synopsis. You chose the book. It's over to you to tell people about The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Volume 1. That's fine. I've got it ready. <laughs> so, basically, it's about Sabrina Spellman, who is a half-witch and a half-mortal, who must decide whether to become a full witch or to pursue a mortal life with her boyfriend, Harvey, um, by her 16th birthday. Um, she also, so she lives with her two aunts and her cousin and her familiar who's called Salem, which is a cat. Um, and they all live in Greendale and it's set in the 60s. So, yeah. There we go. 
that is your synopsis. That is the setup. And to get us going into the conversation, let's go with the main witch or the main warlock, depending on, you know, let's not let's not get genders involved in this. <laughs> the witchy warlock. Shane, you kick us off, man. Um, starting with the art, as we always do, this was very hit and miss. Lovely style. Um, I really love the colours and the tones and the textures. As you know with me, faces are very important. And it seemed like every other face was really bad. And But you'd look at one page and it would start off and it's lovely. And as you just work down that same page, it's like the art just got progressively worse. But then you'd turn the page again and it would start good. And it would just get progressively worse again. It was really weird. It's like, it's, it's like that kind of thing where you're like, you're trying to write something down at the, st at the top of the paper. You go, all right, I'm going to write neat, right? And then the further you go down, it just becomes a scribble. Exactly um, like yeah. that. Yeah. 100%. Um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of with you on the art, like uh, hit, hit and miss kind of thing. Like it wasn't my favorite style, but I do think it was spot on for the kind of story that we were reading, you know, as a kind of and horror story. And yeah. it kind of had that kind of scratchiness to it as well, which I think in some panels and designs, you know, would have worked better than, you know, very clean and polished and nice colouring and nice lines. And I also think the 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 autumnal palette, the colours they chose for the whole book was like that was the best choice i think there i, I was just gonna say like the word that sprang to mind for me i was kind of trying to think of you know words to describe the art and earthy was one of the words that came to my mind like you said the autumn colors yeah remind you of the kind of the woods and stuff like that and you are right like it is quite scratchy and stuff which again gives it a very like nostalgic feel but at the same time definitely gives it a bit of a witchy vibe as well yeah you know Definitely, I agree. You're definitely well suited to the story. And yeah. it was very, I mean, if you didn't tell me that this was done in 2016, I would think this was a book from the 60s that I was reading. Yeah. It, it fit perfectly, not just the art, but the writing style as well. It was, it was just like an old 60s Archie comic book. It was fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're saying that like it kind of fit well with comics in its time. Yeah. You know, so it kind of, although kept to like a 60s vibe, it also kept a 60s, you know, real time comic yeah. art. Yeah. If you go back and look at some of the Archie comics from the 60s, it looks exactly like this. It's fantastic. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Have you, have you guys had a look at my notes? Because you have said <laughs> everything. I would want them to say. <laughs> um, yeah. could, could we actually be all agreeing with each other today? Is it one of those rare uh, episodes? Um, it's worth pointing out as well. I, I forgot to mention as well that this is written by um, Roberto. I'm, I'm going to try this. Aguaya Sacasa, I think. Let's ask um, Ben. Is that right, Beth? <laughs> I really struggled with this as well. So I was going to Aguirre Sacasa. Yeah, I thought it was that. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. All right, we've had three different pronunciations there. But the artwork that we're talking about here, that was done by Robert Hack. I got to say that one. That's the guy who did that, yeah. I have done a little banner that usually goes across the bottom there today. Sorry, guys. I'm slacking. Sorry, man. It's been a busy week. I forgot see, about that bit. Look, I, I, I'm no artist, but like same thing, thing, thing we're all saying. It's it's scratchy and messy. And Scott took the words out of my mouth. Like 
clean lines would not work in this book. You yeah. couldn't, it wouldn't work. But what I loved about the art, even though it was, it wasn't my taste of art, whenever there was blood involved, it just looked like a red scribble. Yes. It wasn't like puddles of blood or anything. It was just like a red sure. marker just drawn over it. it yes, great. I did the drawing first, and it was almost as if they'd got a tub of fake blood and actually put the drops on and let it dry. I noticed that every time you see blood, it was, I, I thought that was a But I quite like that because it kind of stopped it getting into the realms of too graphic by doing that. You know, it was there and it was very arty and you got the message. And in a way, again, it made it a little bit more witchy that it wasn't as blatant. It was kind of impressionistic. Let's put it that way. I, you know, I think let's just check the comments here as well because I can see we've had a few more people join us. We've got Daz the Comic Key Chaser joining us. How you doing, Daz? Uh, we've got the Retro K Comics, our friend Lee. Hello, everyone. Watching on my break. Oh, it's an hour long break. But <laughs> <laughs> Sparks Comics, what's up, Nerd Herd? What's up, Sparks? Yeah. I hope you well, mate. Uh, just scrolling down. We've got Sif Lord Lee. We've got California yeah. in the house here. Uh, and I can just see that the comments have jumped on me again. So I'm just scrolling back up because I think a few people are talking about the art as well here as well. So we've got uh, Dad saying the arts uh, were his favorite. He enjoyed those. Uh, we've got, I sold the free Sabrina comic book the other day. Ah. And Liam Cartwright saying, I enjoyed the style of the art. As Scott says, it was spot on for the story. However, the majority of faces yeah. were so bad. Yeah, that, that was a big letdown for me was that the expressions were, they were, they were nothing. They're all kind of the same kind of facial Features rather than expressions. Mm. Yeah. I kind of see your point, man. I, I, and I'll be honest. When I was reading this, there were some panels I looked at, and I thought Shane is going to pitch a fit <laughs> over these. And, and I, I was, as I was reading it, I was really, really annoyed. But then it would do something that would just redeem itself. You know, mm. like um, when she takes over as the new teacher, and she's standing there in her full figure form, and that was just beautiful. You know, yeah, or yeah. they show the witches in their true form. And I was like, I'm loving this. This is fantastic. Yeah. So Beth, I, every, for every bad face, there was a good one. So I forgave it. Beth, what, what about you? What did you think of the art? I mean, you chose this book. Um, what do you I, think of it? Yeah, I totally agree um, with, you know, like how, as it progressed, like the faces were like blurred out and it like seemed to got worse and then, then got better again. Um, but I love the fact because like I am a big horror fan. I absolutely love horror. But I don't just love like a horror where it's just like right in your face. It has to have a good story. And like like my favourite directors like um Darren Lynn Bosman and Stephen King and Del Toro, they all do it so well. Um and just to have like, you know, this in like a comic book for like form and like to tell the story where it's not in your face blood and gore and i think that was really well like portrayed um especially how did you know that most of them were all cannibals and it was like yeah. it wasn't like oh just watching them eat another person it was like subtly put in so like yeah. um how like hilda and, and zelda were like um they make references to like sweetbreads which are organs so i thought that was really well done yeah, um, when they, yeah, when, they when they bought the mortuary and they were like, well, they won't go hungry again. And it was just like, oh, it was that subtle, though, that, you know, I don't think. Did, did we actually ever see them eat anybody? No, 
But the thing yeah, is, whenever, they just mentioned it, didn't they? Whenever they, they found Harvey's body, they're sure they couldn't find Harvey's body. Yeah. And they were wondering what they'd done with it. It just cuts to one of the ants eating a bit of steak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they dropped all the hints before that. You're obviously thinking they're eating Harvey. I read oh, that. Yeah. And I, when I saw that panel, I physically shuddered. I was like, oh, no, that is gross. Like, if that is true, but, you know, we find out it's not. Um, yeah. Okay, folks, we've talked about uh, a little bit about the art then. So let's uh, let's uh, let's go through a few examples for, for people as well. So uh, you've all sent me your favorite pages from uh, the book. Uh, so let us start with uh, Phil. I think this one's yours, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I mean... It's a tragic story. Like, like this is it. This is issue two, and I was going to read the whole thing in one sitting. But I actually the first time I actually I read issue two, and I thought I can't read no more because I was just overwhelmed by issue two, and it's things like this. Because your uh, Madame Satan, who became Miss Porter later on, like she's just sadistic and brutal. She was fantastic, but the fact that this here, like she's kind of um, thrown herself into the lion's den because uh, uh, what's his face? Can't remember his name. Edward. 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 Yeah. Edward. He, he wanted to. He he had met a mortal woman, and she just couldn't <laughs> accept it. And she just thought, "Okay, I'll throw myself into the lion's den." And just Literally. even, yeah. And the bottom panel, it's just like it's how sadistic that is. Like two two half torsos kind of hanging. It's just like that's that is bonkers. That is absolute nuts. But that's if you see the blood, that's what I was referring to. The blood, like it's not drawn in as part of the art. It's added after like it's just it's quite yeah. messy i i just quite like that and again yeah. the old, it's old, it's, old it's almost color. like a, a flick of the brush isn't it like on top yeah. of the artwork kind of thing and, you know or a smudge it's, it's bright red it's what pops off the page you know yeah, yeah I, totally. I just thought that, that was great yeah and i think that's and, probably and, another reason sorry oh. uh i don't know so yeah, that's, that's probably another reason why they stuck to the kind of brownie colors throughout mm. the whole thing just so that red does pop and you do notice mm. it more, and it is emphasized and pushed out. Well, isn't red? And I haven't watched too much of the TV series. I have started off the back of this, so we'll have a little conversation about the parallels and stuff like later on at, at the end of this. But um, like, isn't red a theme in the TV show as well? Like, she wears a lot of red, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, Thanks, I wouldn't Beth. Really call it a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Beth said yes, so I don't care. Whatever. Well, so let's move on. Let's move on to your page, mate. All right. Um, I think for me, it was this page that really set the tone of the whole story for me in terms of how dark the writer is willing to go um, mm -hmm. in terms of the, uh, the underlying stuff of certain characters. Um, but it was that, you know, that middle one particularly with all the ghost ladies, I kind of, uh, that was the panel that stuck in my head uh, throughout this whole story, like you know, like I always keep it in mind, you know, or you know, we're gonna need you know a picture for for this show, and I just couldn't get that one panel out of my head for the whole time. I, th um, I don't know what it is. I think it's the front, you know, the, the the most the most forward woman screaming, and all the others just floating around. Just and I, you can, I I don't know, but I could, I felt like I could almost hear them. You know what I mean? I just do, really... do you know what that reminds me of as well? Like the fact that it's kind of got like the brown edging. You know, like the old sepia toned photographs yeah. as well. It's kind of got that vibe about it as well, hasn't it? Yeah. But you know, I just, I just loved it, and uh, it kind of told me as like, right, okay, this is how far they're willing to go 
mm. with this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, there we go. That was uh, Scott's recommended page there. I think I'm going to move on to mine now because Beth and Shane, you chose the same page. Don't ah. you realize? So I'll leave you guys to talk about uh, your page last. So the page that I chose uh, was this one because you get to the, I think this is the end of issue one, I think. Or it could be issue two. I forget now. Which, um, which one? Uh, I'll show you now. I'm just going to change it. Oh, okay. Hold Sorry. on. I'll Sorry, I thought you had. I thought you had. I thought you had. Um, but as soon as you kind of flick to the next page, it's just kind of like, bam, it's it's so in your face. Um, and I think like you, Scott, that it then made me go, wow, okay, this is how bizarre this is going to get. And mine was that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, right, yeah. I, I got to that page. I was like, what is going on there? Fair, I couldn't look at that page again because it freaked me out. Like I didn't understand. Here it is. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just I don't like. I don't like it, and that's what I mean. It's a good thing. I don't. I don't like this. This image. It's and it's painted lipstick on her teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just that 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 to me set the kind of because I think a, a lot of that first issue is all the things that we talked about, like art wise. It's a little bit nostalgic. It's earthy. It's a little bit witchy, but it doesn't go dark. And I think you get to that last page and you're kind of like, oh, okay, there's there's some serious tones going to be in this, you know, like uh, of horror. And that that to me kind of really stood out. And like Phil, like once I'd seen it, I, I just couldn't forget that picture. You know what I mean? It was just there. And uh, and now that this is why I haven't slept with the lights off this week um, <laughs> because I'm scared that that's going to come out of my wardrobe. Going to steal your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want my face stolen. Um, so moving on then, uh, Shane and Beth, you chose the same, uh, page, uh, this week. So I shall leave there. Beth, do you want to talk about it first, uh, as our guest and, uh, Shane, you can go next mate. There we go. Talk us through Beth. I think it's amazing. (laughs) It goes in like, you know, quick kiss and he loses half a jar and half of his, you know, torso skin on his torso. Like. You just don't realise how like long your tongue is, do you? It's crazy, isn't it? Like, I don't know why. I just think it's amazing. Like, I'm just a big horror fan as is, but like, I just think, yeah. Yeah, that really wraps up at that point, doesn't it? With the horror, I think by that point, this oh, yeah. is kind of towards the end, isn't it, of the of the volume? So, like, it does re- definitely ramps up around this time with the kind of the blood and the violence and all of that stuff. And I'd say before this, it kind of was creepy, wasn't it? But it wasn't like uber violent, I don't think. Um, yeah. It had its moments, but here, I think it really ramps up and stuff. Shane, yeah. why did you why did you pick it, mate? Because this was a shock. I did not expect Harvey to die. Yeah, I expected Sabrina to save him, as you would. So when you turn the page and he's, like Beth said, his jaw's hanging off, which is fantastic, and his chest ripped open, you're like, yeah, she's not saving him. (laughs) 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 This isn't a twisted ankle situation. Yeah, he's done. And I thought it was fantastic, and I didn't see it coming, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll be honest, I did not see that coming either. That It was a a total left-field kind of plot twist, that was. I, I... I, I, I thought it was brave when they, they, they did it. Um, and I think where it leads to in the end, um, you know, with him kind of like being shoved in the dirt and resurrected, like even that was a bit of a twist as well. It's just kind of like, you know, what's going to happen here, you know? Yeah. I think you all chose really good. My, my I'd just say as like a um, honourable mention for me was the aunts, 
Uh, does anybody remember that panel when you when, see them as they really are, like all grotesque and stuff? Oh, yeah. After Harvey dies, Sabrina wakes up and you see them in their true forms. And they're like, um, I think yeah. it's Zelda who is stitched. You can see that she's separate sections stitched together mm. with her saggy boobs hanging down. And I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I thought not, that, not that was... Boobs. Not the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want, mate. Whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, it's worth pointing out as well uh, for folks, uh, because I know that we have a lot of people um, that, you know, I talk to and that watch us as well that are huge um, J. Scott Campbell fans. Uh, no, he's not for everyone, but he did do a, a cover for issue one of this. Uh, so I thought it might be worth just showing people that in case uh, it's something that they want to go after. There you go. I did there, like yeah. that. I, I saw that cover and I liked that cover a lot. And doesn't I thought, fit with the story, though. Yeah, like <laughs> it made me think. Like, would I have preferred if it was drawn in this way? Would it have still had the same effect? And I, I, I don't think. Like, yeah, no. it's great as a cover, but I don't think as a whole story, I wouldn't. It wouldn't no. have been a good uh, choice. No, I would have loved the art, but I don't think I would have loved the story as much with that kind of art. It's too clean, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Too nice. Yeah, yeah I, I think the I you 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 nailed it with what you said when we when we kicked off the show there, Scott. Is is this really did suit the tone of the story? Um, because it was kind of blurred, it was a bit scratchy. Um, and I think if it was drawn a different way, if we had that kind of like old Sabrina or Archie drawing that was cleaner, like I think this would probably lose some of its vibe, some of its atmosphere. Yeah. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, I, totally. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the the writing then, folks. Let's move on. Did we enjoy this as a story, uh, as a collected volume? Uh, what do we think, Beth? What do you think? Um, I really enjoyed chapter one, and then it sort of did drag in chapter two and three, and I was like, "Where's this going?" Because it. it yeah, they were just going on about the same things over and over. That's how I felt mm. about it anyways. Um, and then chapter four and five, it, it did start to pick up again. Um, See, so yeah, I think it was a bit long-winded, like it was drawn out a bit in between, but they did start to pick it up again. Um, yeah, overall, I think it was, it, it was quite good. It was well, well told as a story, but they mm. could have just done without sort of drawing it out, really. I kind of agree with you a little bit there, uh, Beth. Like I, I thought the story was great, and I think they even made some kind of brave decisions um, um, that ran alongside the art. The art was definitely brave, uh, and I think some of the story was brave. Like we talked about that moment with Harvey and stuff, you know, um, and the twist that goes there. Um, but what I think for me, like where it did drain, like I don't know whether the rest of the guys are going to agree here, but I found that sometimes much like myself they used paragraphs when a sentence would have done <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> definitely like, what yeah. did, what did, what did I, you guys think yeah I, I feel like it did drag and they could have shortened some of the dialogue but i do think it was necessary like you know like it definitely needed we needed that build up we needed that um you know the the background knowledge and all that to kind of lead us to where we would go in for issue four and five um but yeah like it's it's like i think as you're reading it you're going oh come on get on with it but then by the time you hit issue four and five you're thinking oh, okay i see why they did that 
So I think it's a hindsight kind of thing, maybe. That's just I, me. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't think it was the context of what was in the, the the dialogue. It was just the words that they like. They seem to use too many words when less would have been more. I suppose, in my opinion, I, that fit with the time though. It's so written for sixty. It's written in the sixties, but it's also written in the style of the sixties. And I love got a point there, mate. You do. I love loved it. It was such a slow build. I'm fine with a slow build if you're telling me a good story. Yeah, this was a good story, mm. and. I'm slightly torn because I like my trades to be a complete story and not a massive cliffhanger. Um, mm. So I'm slightly annoyed at that. But it's made me want to read more and I will definitely read more. I yeah. love it. I love the backstory of Lady Satan. Yeah. And I, I love the character building. You know, we saw Sabrina fall for Harvey. We saw her with Harvey. And you then care when he dies. He wasn't just, oh, this is my boyfriend. We'll see him again in three chapters. And I'm, he's going to die, so feel something. You know, mm. we built to that. And it was like, oh, poor Sabrina. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I love the story. Were the, um, were the issues longer than normal? Uh, were they yeah, long they, issues? I think they were about 30 pages, weren't they, instead yeah. of 26. So okay. Did, but there was a lot of text. So maybe that's why they felt longer. Maybe. So yeah, I think they got a good balance between the dialogue between the characters, and they filled all the kind of background stuff in the narration. Like they almost like rushed through it, so you don't have to talk it out amongst each other. I thought that was quite good the way they done that because there were there were a few pages where it was just like narration, 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 given all the background mm. stuff. But as Scott was saying, you, you need that, and I I prefer them to do it that way rather than have. Sabrina have a chat with her aunts about everything, rather yeah, than once upon just, a time. Just, yeah, like <laughs> the the narration for me was it, it was wordy in, at some places. Yeah, but I thought they got a good balance. There were yeah. a couple of points in the narration that felt a little bit too, um, you know, when you're telling a story and you sort of simplify things a bit too much. It was like, and then she walked over to the chair and picked up that. It mm. felt a bit too. There was only a couple of parts that did that. And it was just a bit too basic, but then the rest was fine. Like when let's, when the rest is good, you can ignore that. Let's just visit the chat here. Actually, see, we've got a few comments here. We've got Liam saying, personally, found this volume a struggle to get through. Beth told me to stick with it as chapters four and five get good, but even those didn't vibe with me. Liam has not been Shame. vibing this week. No <laughs> And uh, t Tom, Tom says uh, that uh, at Shane, there's only eight issues which have slowly been released since 2014, which yeah, is I something I want to talk. I want to talk about this as well because this came out. Issue one in, in comic book format came out in 2014, and the trade came out in 2016. And if you look around, like on the Wikipedia page for the Chilling Adventure series, it's got book two, uh, issue six, two blank. So this just looks like the guy has just stopped writing it or intermittently been bothered with it why he's off writing the TV show because it is the same guy that, yeah. that wrote the TV series. So it just seems that this is in limbo right now. Because issue A is part two of a five-part story. I did find out as well that with the TV series, they're actually carrying that on in comics as well he's mm. he's actually carrying that on in comics so i don't know if you just stopped that completely and 
um, the yeah. TV show is then just going to be continued on. That was Tom's theory. Tom was like, maybe they kind of calmed it down because after the show, they're going to come back to the series. Um, because it, ha- it doesn't say that it's cancelled or finished. Like I said, it says book two has a title, but volume two has a title on Wikipedia. But it says issue six two, and then it's just blank. Mm-hmm. So it obviously is going to carry on. Um, but there's been no. I haven't been able to find anything online. No statement from Archie Comics or the writer to say what's happening to this currently at the moment. No, because there was a new series of a new volume of Sabrina, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, that came out after this. A much more animated style. Mm. But that's what I, I, this isn't finished. Though. That's the point I'm, I'm making. You know, is that according to wikipedia and all the others i mean if you go to like league of geeks and other preview websites issue nine is listed there but it's date to be confirmed oh so that, that's what i'm saying this just looks like it's kind of left hanging this series so oh, they written by jim lee i can't get over the, the not not hate but the fact that people were, are saying it picked up issue four and five, I thought issue two was phenomenal. I just thought issue two with Madame Satan just kind of going her path of destruction was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, like she, was, it was like go, going from like uh, going to the tree where Sabrina's dad was held. I don't know how it worked, whatever, but she obviously wanted to get him out of this tree and bring him back and then realized mm. you broke my heart, I'll burn you down. Then visited Sabrina's mom, who's in the kind of the, the psych ward. Oh. And then give her clarity, and so she's aware of everything, and just she's just really sick and sadistic. This woman, I thought, I thought that was great. Can um, somebody remind me what happened to the mom once she got the clarity? Did we find out what how that went forward? Or... Yeah, she started screaming about witches, so they kept her in the insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, and that was it. Now, now, now it looks like she actually belongs there now because she's talking <laughs> about witches and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing, and it's just that kind of wickedness. I, 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 I loved that. I thought it was great. And now you then. Yeah. yeah, she got those two guys in the bar to fight to the death over yeah. who could buy her a drink. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. The one guy died, didn't he, as well? And then turned into her familiar with the, the yeah. crew. And, yeah, the crew um, or the raven, whatever it was. It's fantastic. Just... Oh, it was great. I love that. Let me just say hello to a few people joining as well. We've got uh, Grey Man. Hi, folks. We've got MJ Comics. Sorry I'm late. Been watching the football. How's it going? MJ, what's more important? This is the football. <laughs> I don't answer that, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tom says issue nine has artwork attached to it since 2018. There you go. <laughs> with with the um, with the characters of this book, I, I I think like I found Sabrina the least interesting. Unfortunately, yeah. like it was, you know, the Andes were cool. I loved their history and their knowledge and uh, the thing behind. Um, Edward and Madam Satan, and they all had this cool history, and and they knew, you know, and they knew about all this stuff, and they had these agendas, and it was just like Sabrina was just in the middle of it, going, "Well, I'm looking forward to turning 16, um, yeah. so I can sign a book." Uh, but uh, I finally I, have sex with my boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was just very like teenage issues, and apart from the whole meeting Satan, um, but. You know, yeah, I, I kind of 
I couldn't connect to Sabrina. I know she's the main character, but I was like, I'm much more interested in everyone else. Yeah, even Betty and Veronica were more interesting when they yeah. kept popping up. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to fight the corner for Sabrina, and I'm going to say, like, I, I, I did actually find her. Like, I mean, I know it's probably hard for us to connect with a teenage girl, um, seeing as, you know, people, I am far from teenage and far from a girl. So, like, but I actually found Sabrina, like, those troubles and how she thought about those things i actually found those interesting you know because it is far removed from me so it was nice to get into the mindset of somebody who is different from me so i found that be interesting she had a really tragic story her boyfriend was killed in front of her and she couldn't say anything she had to accept it and her aunts were like almost yeah. not not uh part of well, they were part of it they weren't obviously the cause of it but they they played their role and not stopping them and These aunts like, are ske- sketchy as hell, though, really. Oh, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you saw what Hilda did when that girl picked on her at school. She went round there and turned into a giant spider. Yeah. Out of her. She was really sick. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> just just quick question then here, out of interest. Let's let's kind of go around. We'll start with you there. Like, Who was your favourite character in this then, if, if not Sabrina, or if it was? Uh, who, who did you enjoy the most in this book? Salem, definitely Salem. He's so funny. He was underused, I think. Mm. It's so strange as well because obviously, if you watch the show, like he doesn't talk at all. They just have him like apparently he's like telepathically speak to Sabrina, but obviously yeah. he speaks in this one. Um, yeah, it's just interesting how. They decided not to go with the route of not like having him speak in the TV show. Um, so I obviously, we're talking about the comic, but <laughs> I think the TV show they wanted to take it away from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, I would say yeah, you're right the, there. Yeah. I maybe a talking cat would be a bit too. Because I, I, sh- I should imagine that is a lot of people's experience of Sabrina. I know it's mine. Like, that's the only thing I knew before reading this was the Melissa J. Hart is her name. Like, the, yeah. that's Sabrina. That's the only connection I had with it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. You know, they were trying to get away. You'd never know that was based on a horror book, would you? No. No. No, no not at all. I uh, Shane, how, how about you, mate? Who, who was your favorite character in, in oh, this? Oh, Miss Porter. <laughs> The teacher, yeah, obviously, she was fantastic, just conniving and sneaky and dominating. I loved it. I, I, you know, I thought it was really cool as well because I don't know whether we all read the same print or the same edition. Um, but in the back of the one that I read, there's the kind of a little printing of her origin, yeah, I saw that story in there. I thought that was really cool as well. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Scott, how about you? Favorite character, uh, same as Shane. Uh, Madam Satan herself um, really enjoyed um, you know I, I like that they put her whole kind of story in this how she like ended ended her own life and and how she uh, you know came back and how, how mischievous and conniving and wicked and everything she was and yeah it was just it was just great to see how deep she could get into this and how a lot of the events turned out the way they did because of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked her, yeah. Phil? Yeah, the same. Uh, Madam Satan, she had she had the most airtime for me. She had the most kind of... Uh, like, 
her background and how, how she was and what her intentions were. I think she kind of took up most of the book for me, to be honest. Um, I did I did actually like Salem. I just think I wish I had used him more. My mm. issue with Salem was they kind of, I can't remember the cousin's name, uh, Ambrose. Ambrose. Ambrose, Ambrose, yeah. And he, he was good too, but I, th- I feel like Ambrose and Salem could have been the same person. Like Salem could have been the yeah. one with his, his wisdom, the, the Sabrina. So I think they underused uh, Salem. I would have liked to see more of him. But yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I actually, have, like I said, having started watching the TV series off the back of this, I actually prefer the Ambrose in the TV series than I do in the comic book. I thought he was like a lot more kind of likable in the TV show than in, in, in the book for me. What was what was Ambrose's purpose in the comic? I mean, what like I just felt like he was just there. Like, what was the point? He was, it felt like he was just like shoehorned in into issue two. Yeah, maybe they needed a boy. It felt you know like the house yeah. was just early. I just felt like he was there to be Sabrina's confidant in terms of like trying to help her without kind of being all formal and stuff with the kind of witchcraft. Yeah, okay. And that's why I think her, him and Salem were quite similar. They both could have shared that kind of role. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did feel a bit taxed on, didn't he? Um, you do we all agree on that one? Yeah, Ambrose, yeah. Beth, you, how about you? Was that sorry? Do you feel that Ambrose was kind of just tacked into the story a little bit? Like you, he was, you didn't really have a purpose. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was just definitely just sort of placed in, and mm. looks like we all agree on that one, then, folks. Uh, just let's know. Let's, uh, let's just check the comments here. Right? Liam's saying, uh, I can't explain it, but this book and the Netflix show are both things I'd normally enjoy, but there's just something about them that doesn't hit right. I found both a struggle at times. Mm. Mm. We've got uh, the, the Grey Man joining us as well. Uh, hello to the Grey Man. Uh, I'm just scrolling on down, see who else we've got. Shame we've got your brother in here as well. Okay, got a question, serious question. Who'd kick whose ass, OG Sabrina <laughs> or Netflix Sabrina? Let's do this one real quick. Let's go this way. Beth, Netflix, who, Netflix Sabrina. Shame. Because, yeah. Melissa Joan Hart, a single point and she's done. Scott. Um, not seeing the Netflix show, so I'm going to have to go OG. Phil. Yeah. Cl- Clarissa explains it all. She's 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go OG Sabrina. <laughs> oh, See, very bad. My, my my least favorite character was 100% Harvey because I can't tell what he was. Like there was times where he was like seen a nice boy, a nice fella, but then there was times he was a bit of a real asshole too. Like he was, he was like, was he a jock? Was he a nice guy? It's hard to know what he was. Did you? Really. Did you? Th- you think so? You thought he was a bit? I never really got that vibe from him. I didn't. Sure I he, he was the football player, wasn't he? He was the one like yeah. the, you think if this was like a normal TV teenage show, he would be the one that all the girls go for. But he becomes a bit of a jackass. But he was staring the at the teacher's boobs at one point, wasn't he? And got distracted and dropped the football. So well, I'm glad he died. He was a teenage boy <laughs> in the 60s, so. Uh, yeah. No, I never got the vibes. I I, I thought he was a good lad. Um, he, was, he, was, he was a bit pushy when he in the car. Yeah. He was like, oh, so it's your birthday soon. Yeah, yeah. He did say, like, I'm not pressuring or nothing. Yeah. Like, he didn't... I'm not pressuring, but I want to do something. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm on the table, and he's, she was like, no. And he was like, all right, what do you want to do then? You know? Yeah. He was just like letting her know in a straightforward yeah. way. Yeah, and let's correct the context here. When he said, "I want to do something straight away," he said, "What do you want to do? Do you want to go and check out this party or something?" So he wasn't on about we're not doing that. We're doing something else. Like he wasn't doing that. <laughs> Sky, you're trying to make him out to be some sort of like creeper. <laughs> oh my god, Harvey Kinky. 
<laughs> Harvey. Someone was going to say it. Someone was going to say it. Oh, I, dear, I, that's my mind, Scott. That's just you. Harvey can't go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Disgraceful. Uh, all right. So I question here is why he's like, uh, is anybody going to read on? Yeah. yeah. There's only three issues yeah. left, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but now I'm worried now because this is already a cliffhanger. Mm. But if I read any more, <laughs> there's nothing else after that. You know, it's just it's that's just it. Stop. So, you get to you get to that's my worry as well. You're gonna get to issue eight, and then you're kind of like, okay, where's the rest of this? And you're gonna maybe gonna be waiting a while for it. Yeah, so, yeah, so maybe uh, wait till like read it. You can read issue six. Because I have read one more issue after this. I read issue mm. six. Um, and then I stopped because I found out that obviously there's no more. So I'm, I might wait until it's the rest of the story. But issue six is fine to read. See, I get the impression that the rest of the books are done, at least kind of mapped out. But obviously mm. with the television show, maybe maybe they, he, he can't release certain things in case it's like spoilers for the show. Is, is the show finished? It's the finished show's that, yeah. only recently yeah, finished though, isn't it? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it could come out sometime soon. Who knows? Did, didn't the show finish, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, didn't it finish sort of around Christmas time or New Year? It's just gone. Yeah. 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 But this book, like, th this is pretty much the first episode, isn't it, Sabrina? It builds up to her 16th birthday and her signing the book. So it's pretty much yeah. just the first issue. So they, the first episode. So they could have... I, I got that yeah i got that as well because i think i had a conversation with tom because he's watched the whole uh the whole thing on netflix and i've only just started so i was like he, he was saying oh yeah it kind of follows what happens and i'm kind of like does it because i've got the bit that this is just the whole thing is just the kind of run up to like you said that 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 series there you know so they changed miss porter is obviously miss um oh what's her name charmwell no uh, who's the character from the Netflix show? Beth, come on. The amazing. <laughs> no one can remember. Miss Boardwell. Miss Boardwell, isn't it? Oh, it's like a spell, isn't it? It's Castwell or something. It's it's a play on words. Sure it's Maybe. But she's obviously the Miss Porter character, and she's Lilith in the TV show, and she's fantastic. So if you watch it for anything, watch it for her. Yeah. Um, we've got, I think Tom may have a point here as well. Uh, Tom from this month's movies is saying, uh, <laughs> the writer got offered Netflix and thought, F the comic, Netflix money. It yeah. would appear so. I hope yeah, it doesn't as well. And I've just clicked on that comment there. I just hope the comic doesn't suffer because of that, or vice versa, says Amy. I agree with you all the way, Amy. I hope it doesn't because this, this is a strong start, I think, for any series of a comic book. Um, and it would be a real shame, I think, if there was any truth in what Tom and Amy are saying there as well. Well, I mean, three years ago, the last issue was out, and the, mm. uh, it seems very doubtful that we're getting any more when we've had two more volumes of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina written by and drawn by different people. I don't yeah. think they go back to this after doing two other volumes. It doesn't make sense. Well, again, according to the internet, well, it looks like they are coming back to it. Uh, the only thing I did find was there was a statement from... Uh, somebody at Archie Comics who just said that the writer was a very busy man, but that was during the TV series. So he said fans were going to have to wait. But again, a lot of time has passed since that was said. So you can't make fans wait too long. We don't oh, like. Don't be a George R. R. Martin. Finish I'm still, the book. 
Yeah, I'm still waiting. It's been, what, 12 years since Jim Lee did uh, Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. I'm still waiting for volume two of that. I, I, it just, I don't like waiting too long. Is the television show set in the 60s? No. No. No, but they did sort of go with a 60s vibe, didn't they? Very much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the the kind of the, the sets and stuff and everything, and even some of the clothes look a bit 60s and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Do, do you know what I did? Like, talking about the clothes in the 60s vibe and everything, you know the bit there where they're trying to resurrect Harvey as well at that point? The dancing that they do. <laughs> I thought that looked great. You know, it looked like they were just like having a proper sixties kind of dance off doing the twist and stuff at this like witch ceremony. <laughs> and when um, Ambrose was um teaching Sabrina how to do a glamour so that she could change her hairstyle and she did yeah. the Marilyn and she did the, I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there there were lots of little touches when they're like mentions of like sixties songs and uh stuff like that as well. That was good. See what I liked about the book too, it does reference like kind of real life historical things, obviously with the, yeah. the Salem witch trials. And I don't know often about that, but I went on a bit of a Google deep dive into this after I read this book to find out about like certain people. And they referred to a guy called, um, oh, for his first name, Corey, who was pressed to death because, yep. and he was like, they're obviously talking to him as a, as a martyr in, in the book. Not according to Wikipedia, it's a real life thing. This guy was pressed to death. Wow. And I I love when they kind of reference things like that, like real historical kind of stuff. Yeah, I they, like like Scott said. I think there was a lot of little little things in this that if you did, like I imagine if we went back and read it again, we'd probably find a few other things that we maybe didn't notice as well. You know, like a few extra little things. Um, Tom's very helpfully put in a list of publication year. Their first issue was two thousand and fourteen, three, four, five, two thousand fifteen, six and seven. 2016 and issue 8 2007 so that's not even a monthly uh publication right that's that's, that's that's almost as bad as jim lee and that's really bad it's like finish your work man you wouldn't get away with that at school <laughs> yeah right we're, we're 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 45 minutes in so i think it is time for us to do our final thoughts and scores uh and of course we have to start with the lovely beth eight I'm going to give it an 8, eight out of 10. Solid 8. 8, <laughs> eight out of 10. Okay. Wow. Mm. I just think it was it was very well done um, story-wise. The art was pretty good in it. Um, it was... Yeah, I just thought it was really good. <laughs> I just really enjoyed Did it. Did this just hit all of the nerves for you, like as a yeah. horror fan, like you said? Just this, yeah, this ticks all of the boxes for you. Yeah. yeah, like for going into like a full story and for it not just to be like, you know, ooh, horror, oh, in your face. Um, it has to have a good story, a good, a good flow. And I think it definitely had that um for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, then that's an eight four for Beth there. Uh Shane, over to you, mate. Final thoughts and scores? I really enjoyed it. I loved the 50s and 60s horror books. And this just felt like it was from that time. Like, it was written so well for the time period. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I forgive the art because every time it annoyed me with a bad panel or a bad art, I'd turn the page and it was lovely again. So every time I, I was forgiving it. So it's fine. I forgive it. I really enjoy a slow burn. If you're telling me a good story, which this was, it built and built and built to a great 
ending, especially that middle part when Harvey was killed. I did not see that coming, and I was pleasantly surprised, and I really enjoyed that. And the ending, massive to be continued. Obviously, I want to read oh, more. Yeah. They know how to get you. They're like, you're definitely coming back for issue six, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> so for me, this is a massive eight out of ten as well. It's an eight out of ten from Shane. Scott, how about yourself, mate? Uh, I think, like we said all the way throughout, like, yeah, the art, like, you know, as it wasn't my favorite type of art, but it still matched the story of, of you know, and the style of the book. I can't fault it, and I don't want to take points away from that. So I did really enjoy everything they did about the art, and I appreciate it all. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, like Shane was saying, how accurate they were in terms of how they wrote the book, in terms of, you know, sticking with the 60s and the little true facts that phil mentioned and and the and the little references to actual real things that were out out and around in the 60s was really cool as well to add in um for i've never the only other horror i've ever read is like something is killing the children i think that's a horror so i don't really know what to like base this on um so i wasn't scared of the book you know what i mean but it did creep me out and gross me out in part and i really appreciated the pace and the build of it going into the the you know the issues four and five and the, you know when it all wrapped up there and then yeah like shane said as well the ending definitely surprised me i didn't see it come in i thought it was harvey back all nice and normal until the last couple of pages like ah shit and then <laughs> that was that was my reaction pretty much um but yeah i really enjoyed it um uh, I think I will read more when they complete the volume, if they complete the volume. And uh, it's going to be an eight from me as well. It's an eight from Sky. And you know the drill, guys. If you're watching live right now, um, get them scores in the chat by uh, me and Phil. Um, do our final thoughts and scores, and I'll make sure I catch them all. And uh, we'll see what you guys thought as well, if you read along this week. Phil, the money. Over to you. Uh, I do love a horror book. And, and this is the kind of creepy horror I like. I keep thinking to myself, like, the way they've kind of made the book, it's obviously how they intended it to be. It hasn't become something else whilst they're making it. So I think it's well-crafted in terms of uh, what they're trying to do with it. Um, what I will say, when Beth first suggested this, was it last month or the month before, the first time round, in the Nerd Herd Choice, I was just like, please, God, I do not want to read this. No way do I want to read this book. And then last week when it came out, I was just, oh, goodness, I'm going to have to read this. And see, to be honest, completely, com don't don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, this 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 was great. I loved it. Um, Madam Satan was fantastic. She's, it sounds weird, but I feel like in recent years, she's, she's become like the most kind of sick, sadistic, villainous villain that I've read in quite a while. Like, she was just really kind of brutal. Like, I want more of her. Um, I <laughs> worse than her. <laughs> worse, but in a good way, like you know, more worse. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 the artwork suits it. The story was great. I think that there was the right balance between teeny stuff because she is a teenager at the end of the day, yeah. and it wasn't a teeny book. It wasn't. There was a bit of teenage drama with the boyfriends and stuff and kids at school, or whatever. But it wasn't kind of uh, overwhelming teenage book. And it's definitely not for for young kids. This book, anyway. Um, mm. oh, man, it was great. I loved it, and I am also going to give it an eight. Wow. Whoa! 
Wow, I'm surprised at that score from I'm you, Matthew. <laughs> All right, um, uh, let us uh, see what everybody thinks before we get to mine. Let's just read a few comments. I think we've got two scores so far this week. Uh, we've got uh, Tom saying the art style was old school, which I don't tend to like, but I did with this. Story was okay, six out of ten. Uh, that's from Tom there. And um, we've got Liam who says, as I've already said, I found this a struggle and it didn't vibe with me and personally would have preferred to have flicked through the art without the text. Four out of ten. Please don't divorce me, Beth. Says Tom, I'm gonna tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I just, I, I always threw mine. Uh, I don't have anything to add other than what i've covered really i found the artwork very unique um it's not something i think you find in a lot of comic books that kind of um abstract impressionistic but at the same time very reminiscent of older books that kind of take you back to a different time um so i loved that i thought that that was great um uh that image that I picked as well i think shows people just how grotesque this goes it does have its moments where you like Phil just said, there's a, a balance there of kind of like teenage drama, and then all of a sudden they go, Ugh, something really ugly and horrible. And it does kind of take you by surprise a little bit when you're reading this, um, because I, I think those parts convince you that that isn't going to happen, and then it does, and you're kind of, you know. Um, I did like the story, I, I won't say the pacing was brilliant. Um, I did find myself sometimes going, and come on come on let's get to the point you know and and i think that goes back to what i was saying about you know them using too many words for me in, in parts um but yeah i liked it I was, I was surprised by it let's put it that way i didn't think i would like it as much as i did um but unfortunately this comes with a bit of baggage for me um given the fact that it's not finished and there's other elements at play there and if I did want to go on and read, it's not there. And if it was planned that it was going to be there, then that would be okay. Like I'm a patient guy, but I don't know when I'm going to be able to finish this, you know? So that to me is a massive markdown for me because again, like I'm not happy that George R.R. R. Martin did that with Game of Thrones. And I'm certainly not going to be happy that he's done this with this book. So like for me, weighing everything in and as, as we do, taking stuff away, with the, the faults that I found, it's a 6.5 for me on this. Oh, can I can I ask something? No, no, you oh, can't. All right, see ya. <laughs> um, Go on. And are we supposed to be basing our scores off the the, the volumes that we've read as a, on their own or not? Yeah, totally. Stuff? But that 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 factors in for me. I can't shake that away. Like that is mm. part of the story uh, there yeah. for me. And when I read any volume part of that story for me is am I going to be able to carry on and right. you know in the future for this like is it going somewhere for me like yeah. if it's not then that affects me reading that volume right then and there you know that's fair enough I agree. cool I agree yeah I know other people may not other people might just say well no like I'm going on that but for me I can't get that out of my mind once I knew that then and I was reading that volume that affected me reading that book oh. does that make sense yeah and I think you I'm putting it in there because I feel like some people might feel the same. So that should at least be represented in my score because I think other people might feel the same way that that may have an impact on, on them reading. Cool. Sorry, folks. It's okay. <laughs> so it's 6.5 for me. That's where, that's where it falls. 
Okay, so let's just check. Uh, I don't think we have any more scores. So we had the two. So the average that people who read along this week is five out of ten for people who have read along. And us ourselves, we gave this an eight, an eight, an eight, <laughs> an eight. Wow. 6.5. Oh, we could have had a clean, could have had a clean sweep. Yeah. So that gives us an average of a 7.7 uh, for us oh. right here. So let's see where that falls on the Nerd Herd leaderboard here. 7.7 puts this deep. in, I think, yeah, this puts this in, is it? Yeah, oh, seventh yeah. place. Wow. So this oh, goes just above... Point. So it goes, yeah, it goes, it goes in seventh place, uh, just below Batman Noel and just above Dave. Wow. How, how do we feel about that? Oh, I'm happy about I that. I think that's all right. Yeah, top 10. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I really okay. enjoyed it. So I'm happy with its place. Yeah, I think that that's kind of a fair score. I think that that's, that's yeah. quite a generous score. I, like I think it. for the fact that it is a kind of surprising read. Um, and I think it deserves to be up there as something that should be probably recommended. Um, again, it's just kind of like, how, how do you recommend that level of investment to people when there's no conclusion? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you see what I mean? That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. All right, there you go. Great. Okay, so shall we have a little whiz round and uh, let people know what we've got coming up on channels this week? Yeah. Some some enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, uh, Beth, have you got anything coming up? Because you have a YouTube channel as well, don't you? I do, but it is under construction <laughs> at Ooh. the moment. So it's so under it's a... construction. I think it is more it's sort of like unboxings and and vloggings that I want it like vlogging. Vlogging, <laughs> vlog that I want to do. I love a good vlog. Um, but yeah, it is under construction. I'm not really sure which way I want to go with it. So we'll see. Okay, don't. There you go, folks. Watch this space. Uh, Shane, how you? I'm almost finished with my future state. It's taking me longer than it should have. <laughs> but, but no, some of, you, them are, some of them are decent. So I'm not. Say, you seem to be enjoying the last few of them, Shane. Oh, Yep, yep. So, you know, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I think I have like, I think I have about 10 more to read. There's, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. The end's in sight, man. The end is in sight. Um, and then any, anything else there, Shane? No, not yet. We'll Scott. Have How about um, you, mate? Nothing coming up for me this week. Um, I am in the process of uh, slowly trickling out. Uh, the D and D episodes we've been recording in the background, um, so that's that'll be coming out soon. It's called Diced and Sliced, uh, so keep an eye out for that coming out. Um, but apart from that, I'm just uh, preparing for episode three of Comic Airwaves, and people last night should have received uh, a lengthy message from me asking if they wanted to take part in this month's uh, question, yes, uh, which is question. why is it the last. Because we're we're just we're we're just putting in another feature for now, and if we we wanted to put this other feature in, but if we did that, then the show would definitely be more than an hour and a half long, and we didn't want it to be that long, so we're replacing this for now. But if people want it, we'll bring it back, and we'll okay. chop and change some stuff. Okay. Yeah, uh, but okay. yeah, but the uh, question Scott is, what would be your kryptonite? 
Do you want to remind people when episode three is going to be on? Yeah, it's on the 27th of March at half past eight in the GMT's evening. There we go then, folks. Uh, Phil, how about yourself, man? What's going on on Phil's nerdy verse? I'm thinking of going back and reading every issue of Future State and giving them a read and react to it. Um, no, I'm not. Um, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Don't do it. I do. I do have a flog lined up. I just haven't put it together because I've been off my rocker the past few days. Um, but yeah, I'll get that eventually. Hopefully by next week. We'll, we'll, we'll try. Awesome. There we go. There you go, folks. That is what people have got going on. As for me, I will tell you what we're reading next week. But before I do that, I would like to uh, end this on a few recommendations as well. And seeing as it was International Women's Day this week, I would like to shout out a bunch of women from the uh, from the comic book community. So go check out these channels. You've got uh, Jen over at uh, Comics Will Break Your Heart. Go say yeah. hi to her. She's got a really uh, cool uh, comic book channel there as well. And one of my favorites, I, I love watching these. Um, go check out uh, the playlist for comic book women. Um, there's a playlist there on it's on which channel? Tales from the flip side. There's a whole playlist, um, but they're really good. They have like creators and uh, writers on. That's really interesting. Um, so you might want to check that. Go check out our friend. I think most people know who uh, Matilda Gothica is at this point. <laughs> Uh, but go and check out Matilda because we love her. And last but not least, I'm going to throw it in here as well. Go and subscribe to Beth's channel. There's the link. Go and make sure you're ready. Hit the bell and all of that for when Beth comes back with her new revamped channel. Um, there we go. There we go. There's all the links and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, please go and check them out. Uh, you, you may really enjoy them. So next week, uh, what are we reading next week, folks? Well, we, we, we're we staying with the kind of witchy demon factor, and I think we're going to be seeing Lilith, put my teeth in, Lilith again, because uh, we're going to be reading uh, The Rise of the Midnight Suns from Marvel in 1992. Uh, this kicks off in the Ghost Rider title and then hops around across different series uh, on, on Marvel. Um, but I'm looking forward to this one. Oh yeah, cool. me too. Yeah. So nice you go, folks. The best comics. <laughs> yeah, the shame. That is. Was this your time? It was wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. That's what we're doing, folks. Uh, let's just have a quick look uh, down the uh, the chat here. See what people are saying. Um, Liam says, "Damn, you forgot you can't post links." Yeah, I kind of removed all the blue wrenches from it. I'll put them back. Relax, folks. I will. Um, so there you go. You got all the links in there as well. Scott, uh, Sparks is saying that he's got D and D going on as well. Don't hold your breath, mate. If you if you're gonna watch my stuff, don't hold your breath. I'm in a dose. Is gonna be good. MJ's uh, gonna <laughs> sub to you, your Beth and uh, Shane Tottenham Gaming. Your brother is saying, "Is Nick Cage Ghost Rider in this book?" <laughs> not the bees not the bees on that note folks we are going to go and leave you because I really need a wee so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say get your waves out get your water out I can join you bye bye, bye.